Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a second to give a quick shout out to the official mortgage lender of the Hunt with Deep podcast. That's Casey Burns of Prime Lending Mortgage. I've known Casey for 10 years and he's the only lender I use. I've used Casey to purchase two houses and the process has been seamless and easy each time. He's the heart of an educator and he truly cares about what's best for his clients. He specializes in VA loans, but can handle FHA, conventional investment loans as well. He's a true expert and specialist in his field, and there's no one I recommend more than Casey. You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919-710-1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithcasey.com. Thanks, y'all. Full send, Hen. Full send. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. We are live again at the ISE show in Denver, Colorado, our first show here. And we got our first special guest. And, of course, it had to be the one and only Henry Ferguson from the Colorado Bow Association here. Uh, was it Big Chief Wackabuck, right? That's I, it. You never forget that. That's in a it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? Thanks for I'm jumping good. on. I'm good. Nice to finally meet you yeah, in, in person. person. This is yeah. like the, I feel like we were going to cut out some cardboard and just have everybody hold it up because that's how we're used to seeing everybody is well, like through it, a frame. It had had that uh, flight delay lasted a little longer. You might have been here in that form. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> man. That was that was some wild. Everybody got boarded and. Uh, was it grounded for so long because of the travel issues? But we're here, we made it, and we're all happy. And of course, we got Caleb with us too. Dude, I'm Absolutely. always here. I'm just like a <laughs> silent figure in the background, like a nymph on the back of the shimmering wind that just vanishes and appears randomly. See, so you said that, nymphs, and I thought we were, I thought this was about to be a fly fishing podcast. I mean, <laughs> we could have taken nymphs in two different ways, and I'm glad well, you took it that I, way, I Henry. Was, I was wanting real to, glad. I was wanting to keep it PG at least. Oh, yeah, so. that's that's great. Well, we have the explicit button. <laughs> what does PG mean? Can you can you define that? Can you spell that for me? I don't know if I can quite catch that. No, no. I can't. So, what do you think so far of the show? How how have you? What did you think of the expectations? Or is it everything that you hoped for? Or you know, the funny thing is, I think everybody's expectations on these shows is are, are changing. And yeah. because coming out, of, you know, this show before COVID was totally different than it is now. It was honestly, the square footage of it was about twice as big. Probably twice as many vendors, too. I think there yeah, used to be pushing 800 different vendors here. Exactly. And, and so, so I wow. think people's appetites have changed a little bit. But the fact is, I think, what, I think what you'll see here now is a more serious clientele. Somebody who Somebody who is just deeply passionate about the outdoors. They aren't just... Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah. They're here because they want to. That's awesome. That's yeah. the people you want here well, it, and wandering around. Yeah. It is. It is. And that's, so I hope that that's what these look like going forward. You yeah. Know? But I, hey, who wouldn't love to see a few more folks in here too? It's always nice to have the, the more foot traffic, right? Just because you're seeing and you're being introduced to more people and you're, you're really gaining what it is you're trying to do here. Also about public relations, getting brand out, getting a name out, building membership, clientele basis, or even just spreading who you are and what the culture is of your company. Yeah. But having a, a more focused group of customers is better too. At that point, I mean, we are talking to, selling to, interacting with people who are like us, diehard mule deer hunters, elk yep. hunters, people who are looking to go to Africa. I mean, we're sitting across from caribou hunting. We've got African safaris over here. We've got Alaska moose and halibut hunt. Like, we've got all sorts of yeah. cool things going on. Yeah. And the crowd we're going to draw this weekend is going to be dedicated diehards or more people at least that want to be involved in the outdoors well you know there's there's some markets that have multiple outdoor shows throughout the year i mean colorado this is it this is our show so i mean you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of folks here 
It and definitely you know, is. Hey, it's, it's Thursday. It just opened, and yeah. we're already seeing a lot of people walking around. Yeah, that's so. what we were just saying. For a Thursday afternoon, I'm like, there's a lot of people here. And I was actually impressed with, you know, the vendors that are here and, and you know, everyone that was on from New Jersey. We have outdoor expos that are like window washers, you know, door salesmen, <laughs> things like that. And they're like, oh, you said outdoors. That's outdoor stuff, hey, right? If you, if you need a pillow, you can yeah, still buy that here. Yeah, Don't we get, get that wrong, here too, but, <laughs> but still. If you need a balance bracelet, you know, <laughs> maybe right. apparently if you need a snow plow, we've got that here too. But Absolutely. <laughs> A little bit of everything. You got a little bit of everything here, and it, it, it's a good mix, which I kind of like. And I saw some badass campers back there. I don't know if you guys saw them. Oh, yeah, they're aggressive. Those HD campers, <laughs> those Blackout yeah. series, they're feisty. Oh, I know. <laughs> that Black Series is nice. That's but the, uh, that's the whole purpose of this, right? It's, it it's networking, Absolutely. interviewing, meeting, and kind of coagulating with individuals around here that are like-minded. And it should be a good show this weekend. It's going to be fun. Uh, I got a chance to walk over and see CBA's booth. You guys yeah. are set up over by the archery area with yep. uh, No Limits Archery over there in that that's area. That's right. Got a couple little things for everybody to come check out and play around with. And then I think I've saw at least three or four people from the CBA there. You bet. We've that's, got a, that's the goal. We've got a huge <laughs> membership drive for the CBA <laughs> coming up this year. That. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about gaining members for the CBA. The Colorado Bowhunters Association being the only nonprofit organization in Colorado, in my opinion, that truly focuses on the betterment of our not only just our environment, but the outdoors and conservation, not just even from a bow hunting aspect. And yeah. I think that's why these events are so important, is we are getting people to understand, not even just from the CBA, but in, from the Hunt, Lift, Eat crew as well, who we are, what we do, and why we do it. Well, you're exactly right, because this, you know, we'll, we'll sign up. If history tells us anything, we'll probably sign up 75 members this weekend. That's great. And that's great, but more importantly, we get, to, we get the opportunity to just talk to people and get our message out there, like you said. And, you know, people come by and they say, oh, who are you guys? I'm like, well, we're a 50-plus-year-old organization of all volunteers who are deeply passionate about bow hunting and bow hunters' rights in Colorado. And, and it's funny how, how many people, with all the efforts that we've done over the years, how many people still don't know about us. And so it is important to be at things like this. And yeah. what's crazy, too, is if you dive into the CBA and everything that we've done, and I, I guess I can say we now, I'm officially a That's member. Right. Of, I'm officially yeah. on the board of He's directors right. for the I'm CBA. Si I'm, I'm sitting here with two Director people now. Wow, wow man. man. I guess I should put my chapstick on or at least my knee pads because <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm a suck up here. <laughs> but what people don't understand is when you talk about outdoor initiatives or ballot legislative issues or problems or political problems in the state of Colorado, people pushing agendas through. The CBA has been at the forefront of the majority of them. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the CBA, um, we'd Hunter be Education, wearing we'd be wearing blaze orange. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, guys, you can laugh and joke about this, yeah. but as bow hunters last year, they tried to make it mandatory. It was all but done. All yeah. but done. Yeah. All but done, literally. A, a last-minute effort by the CBA, um, we had 11,000 people fill out a survey on our website in 48 hours. In fact, wow. it was such a large number that we had a, a big organization here in the state said, nope, can't be right. Yep, <laughs> and literally. A, and we said, hey, guess what? The fifth question that we asked everybody was, what is your email address? So I said, we can validate every single one of those people. Yeah. And they were shocked. And I said, you know, what this shows you is that when pushed, those who are passionate about it will respond. And so, you know, we were able to get that pushed off and... You started to, to mention the hunter's education. Huge, huge deal. For those of you in Colorado who have never really understood this, hunter education actually used to be taught in school. It was If I, was if I remember option, from yeah. back when I was younger, we used to have it as an option, like an elective. Mm -hmm. um, and that got pushed out. And now, here we are. 
We it's can start that. teaching our youth about outdoor education, being better environmentalists, conservationists, and how to properly treat our environment because unfortunately we only get one of them. So it's kind of an important thing in that's the world. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome. And, and that's the beauty of Hunter Ed is it teaches you a lot more than it's a lot more than hunter education. It teaches you outdoor skills right. that could save your life one day. Um, it teaches you um, management, you know, management practices and stuff. Oh yeah. And those things are those things are great because people don't don't just know these things. You no, have they to don't. Be taught and you need to learn these things. And the and the beauty of that is, hey, these people may not all become hunters in the future, but if a ballot initiative pops up and something that they learned in there says, wait a minute. That just doesn't make sense. That that might swing a vote over right. to the to the right side for us in the future, and that's great. That's a that's a win. That's probably one of the scariest things is a lot of the people who are voting on these issues. They're not educated, and no. we are promoting. And I, I hate to say we. You know, I don't mean we as in us, but as a culture, we promote the lack of education, and that is a huge downfall and a huge problem within our society. When we educate people and we allow them to understand everything around them, they can make a sound choice. They exactly. make a choice for themselves, right? And that's all we're trying to do at the CBA. Exactly, yeah. Educate, well, educate, that, educate. Well, now yeah. you got some crazy guys on there to help fight for your rights and things like that. Now you got you to deal with him a little bit more. But hey, you know what? A, he's, a, okay. he's a shark, so. That's he's okay. already been regretting we'll, it. Don't we'll worry. Take it. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> I've already been sentenced to the closet once, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just, just once. Just it, once. It was, it, it, it was the first closet. <laughs> it's the second closet that things get weird. So, it's an yeah, escalation it's, system, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Is that why it smelled like Harry Potter and there was a wand in there and a little okay. dude named Dobby? <laughs> now, you know I can't comment on that. Oh, yeah. You should probably let that guy out. Hey, everybody, we'd like to give a special shout out to our podcast sponsor, Rack Getter Sense and Lures. Like Hunt, Lift, Eat, Rack Getter Sense is a veteran-owned and operated company with a personal touch. Gerard, their owner, is a former Marine and firefighter who will walk you step-by-step through the buy-in process with a personal touch. I reached out to him and he gave me his personal cell phone number and walked me through his products and the buying experience could not have been more efficient. My favorite product of his is the Hot to Trot Dough and Heat Scent, and I use it religiously through the rut with consistent results. Many of our Hunt, Lift, Eat team members are loyal customers of Rack Getter Scents and Lures, and we use this product year after year to help them execute in the field. Follow them on their Instagram at Rack Getter Sense 2.0 and check out their products at RackGetterSense.net to start luring in your next big buck. Well, Henry, <laughs> when we did our, our podcast a while back ago, it was, I was always telling people, you know, it was one of my favorite moments was you talking about your son's uh, mule deer oh, and his harvest. Hey, and I, I was like, I've that when you one to add to uh, it that's what I wanted oh. to ask. That's what that's what drives me going, man, because your face lit up when you were talking about that. I'm so I have you, to ask. It was this year. This year was weird. Yeah, we had some we had some challenges this year. And my, so my wife had a, a rifle antelope tag and we were able to get an antelope. That was that was awesome. The that's three great. of us were Heck there. Yeah. And, um, it was it was pretty funny because the way that actually went down, we ended up on this chunk of private. And we got access to it late in the afternoon. I mean, like 4.30 in the afternoon, and we're like 10 miles away. And I'll tell you what, my truck can cover dirt roads quickly <laughs> when there's an opportunity like that. So I got I got over there quick, and uh, we, we looked out, and we found this buck. And I said, hey, let's, let's just go take a look because we'd been hitting it pretty hard for a couple days already. And... I'd worn out two thirds of the Ferguson family, <laughs> and the other one, the other one's just not smart enough to know when to quit when it's hunting season. So, anyway, we went out, and I said, "Look, just leave backpacks here. I'll take my pack, and we're just going to go down there and see if we can get close enough." 
Yeah. So we get down there, and sure enough, this buck stands up out of the brush. My wife shoots him, and then they they look back at the truck, and they're like, "How far do you think we are from the truck?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's not that far. Don't worry about it." Well, we're like, you know, we're like a mile and a half away, but it's it truly. Don't worry about it. It's an antelope. Yeah. I mean, you can put an antelope in your pack and start walking, and it's going to be a while before you feel it. Oh yeah. So yeah, we we got an antelope mile and a half pack out and I said Kyle grab your pack real quick and we'll and then it occurs to me I'm like oh yeah I had you leave your pack at the truck because we're going in light so I just had my pack I took care of everything hauled it out it was great that was that was a lot of fun but but then Kyle's hunt came around and we picked up a reissued tag because he didn't draw a tag this year so we ended up with this reissued tag and we get out there and I, I'd done some scouting, and, and truthfully, the quality, the buck quality was just way down in the unit this year. Wow, um, yeah. And But we had, and, and he had something come up at church and on opening day. Opening day, I'm like, <laughs> if we're talking about sacred stuff in church, what about opening day? That's sacred. That's we sacred. don't mess with opening Nobody day. Nobody misses yeah. opening day. <laughs> and so God wa- is even like on break exa- for opening day. Exactly. He doesn't even yeah. miss opening exactly. day. Exactly. And I, I, tell, I tell our bishop, hey, look, I go seasonally inactive. And he goes, what does that mean? I said, that it means that if there's a hunting season going, you're probably not going to see much of me. It's fair enough. <laughs> but I'll be here the rest of the year, and it's going to be great. So, <laughs> so anyway... Uh, my wife's like, no, Kyle, I, I really feel like Kyle needs to be at this thing. And, and Kyle goes, Dad, I want to go. I'm like, gosh, dang it. And, and so anyway, he went. I said, well, I'm going scouting first day then. I'm going to yeah. go out scouting the first day. And I, had a, I actually had my first rifle elk tag I've had in my life. So I went out scouting but carried a gun. And I saw no elk, so no elk were harmed. But I did see a buck. And I, I saw this spot that wasn't nobody appeared to be hunting it was back in behind some private and i'm like all right we're gonna we're gonna go hit this in the morning so kyle gets home at like 11 30 that night and i wake him up at you know 3 45 the next morning fresh as a daisy ready to go so we get out there and, and and we sat down and i said all right kyle here's here's how we're gonna do this we're this is a glassing hunt big open country and i said we're gonna sit down and I've got a tripod for each of us. I've got binos on the tripod for each of us. And so we're going to glass them with the 10s and 12s, and then we're going to go get a better look with the 18s. I've got the spotter. You know, we'll, we'll have this all knocked out. So we're, we're looking, and I, I'm just seeing little bucks, does, little bucks, does, little bucks, does. And one of the little bucks, he's like, Dad, should we just shoot that one? And he's like 350 yards away. And, I mean, my son's my son's a pretty fantastic shot so i'm like dude i know you only really have today before we have to start negotiating days off school (laughs) with mom but but let's you know the sun's barely peeking over the horizon let's give it a little more time time. a little more time let's at least give it till hour two yeah exactly (laughs) let's wait till it's full-on daylight before we start waxing forkies all right so, so anyway, we're, we're sitting there, we're glassing around, and all of a sudden he goes, Dad, Dad, buck, 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 big buck, big buck, I got one, I got one. And I said, all right, where is he? So he goes, he's right by, and I'm, I, in my mind I'm saying, do not say he's right by the burnt tree. Because it's a burn. Everything's burnt. Everything's a burnt tree. What did you say, Henry? 
and I said, where is he, buddy? And I'm, again, don't say, <laughs> he goes, Dad, he's right by a burnt tree. I'm like, son <laughs> of a, come on, kid. So I said, all right, all right, lock, lock down your tripod. Just lock, lock the head so, so it doesn't move off this buck. And, he, and I said, all right, we've got this giant pine tree in front of us. I said, is he left or right of the pine tree? He goes, right, right, right. He's to the right of us. Said, okay, good, good. We've just eliminated half my half field of view. Yeah. This is good, good. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. Now see the smaller pine tree. Look above that. And I go, oh, I see him. I see him. No problem. Nice. So I get my spotter on him. And I said, buddy, that's, that's a good buck. And so I get, I've got it all on phone scope. And some of that's going to make its way to the internet as soon as I can figure out how to beep out a little bit of dad adrenaline <laughs> that happened within me. And dad adrenaline's no. a real thing. Look it up. Yeah, look in, it up. In the, You'll see a picture of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a picture of my stupid face. And so anyway, he, uh, he spots this buck and he's out there a bit, but he goes, dad, I can make that shot. I'm like, all right, buddy, let's, uh, let's set you up. And so we get the bipod out yeah. and he gave him a warning shot. And then uh, that one went a little high, but he just didn't have that backrest built oh, up yeah. as nice as he needed to. Fix that. Next shot, boom, down. Ooh. And that's when the dad adrenaline kicked in. <laughs> and I lost all composure. And, yeah, I start speaking in tongues and stuff. It was pretty cool. But uh, So you actually got your church visit him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 sort of. <laughs> sort of. Exactly. Well, it was you might Sunday. want to edit that out. It no. was Sunday morning. <laughs> so... <laughs> But no, it was it was great, and and the the best part of that, the way, where he shot it, we had to climb up this mountain, and we were glassing from up on the mountain, and then on the backside, that's where he spots it. So backside, back down in the valley, and so we get down there, and we're looking back up, and he goes, "Hey, Dad, can we walk out this wash? Because that'll lead us right to the highway after a mile or so." I go, "Uh, no." <laughs> that's that's exactly where the private is. He goes, so, and I go, yeah. <laughs> we got to go back. Yeah, you remember that mountain up there? Yeah, we're going to climb that again. But Usually your first question is, how do I get out of here when I shoot it? Well, that shouldn't you know be what? the last question. But, but I'll tell you what. If you ask yourself that question, you're going to talk yourself out of success. Really? I've always talked myself more into shooting things further away. Oh, so, so <laughs> see, I'm, yeah, so, you know, again, you guys are hunt, lift, eat. So I only qualify for two-thirds of those. So the hunt and the eat, I'm all about those. The lifting part, I, I'm not, that's not we a strength can, We of count mine. rucksacks, so when you're putting Literally your pack on and walking in, that counts. Yeah, well, <laughs> then, I'll tell you partake. what, we I count lifted Sunday the hell out of that lifting. thing on the way out of there. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, I can imagine that. Yeah, so, so he shoots that thing, we, we had about a mile and a half back to the truck but wasn't too bad it was just you know it was a big steep mountain going up and then a, a steep mountain going down so that's not too bad you got to work both sides of your legs <laughs> and you know but it was it was awesome and you know what that's i wouldn't have it any other way that, that's awesome. that's my favorite my favorite kind of hunt story that ends with that grueling pack out um i, oh, I yeah. love that i mean that's that's what it's all about for me and again for my son to be able to do that with your kid and to teach them that, you know, success comes at a price. And, it. you know, if you're going to be successful, it's probably going to be because you've worked your butt off to get there. Yeah. And, I mean, how, what better lesson could you teach your family? Oh, yeah. Oh, I there mean, isn't seriously. a better lesson that you could teach anybody. And I think that's what's so funny. Looking back on all the pack outs in life, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. There in the middle pack. of them, they all suck. Oh, yeah. There isn't a single <laughs> one of them right now that I'm like, yep, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. In the middle of it, they suck. But looking back, it's like... That was worth it. 
Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was nine miles. That was 12 hours of my yeah. life, but that was worth it. Yeah. I didn't and, yeah. And die. It, it, it's <laughs> funny. I mean, because that's, that's, that, that's that investment in it. Yep. And something I've always told Kyle, and in fact, he wrote a... He wrote a story of his of his hunt the year before. Oh, that's awesome! And he used this he used this line that I've always said, and you know we we give out a lot of jerky. We get we get the jerky professionally made, and it's there's a guy that does a great job here locally, and so we give out a lot of jerky, and people always are like, man, this stuff's amazing. How do you how do you do it? And I said, well, I, I season the meat with my own sweat carrying it out. Oh, that so, adds to the saltiness. So, that makes so, yeah, sense. So, the so, secret recipe. So Kyle says, you know, sweat seasons the meat. And it, it's Pre -salt great. That is, you better yeah, trademark yeah. that. That is hey, great man. right there. Well, and, and Kyle's that's on more of my not fit to hunt aspect <laughs> yeah. of it. I would season it less if I lift, if I qualified for all three of your, of your titles. But, you know. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we should probably make a T-shirt design around this. Sweat seasons the meat. Yeah, don't yeah. tell Luke. He's, gonna, he's putting that right on a T-shirt already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. I, I always yeah. love hearing the stories about, you know, you have the best stories when you're hunting, and your stories with you and your son are some of the best ones. Yeah, and that, that kind of stuff, I, I, I mean, so many of our, our family's best stories come from hunting trips. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, hey, my wife's antelope hunt it, it, hunting hunting with a gun sighted in by a bow hunter sometimes has its challenges is it only good to 60 yards uh, you know what i can judge the hell out of distance <laughs> to 60 yards beyond that a range finder is important but my like my wife's gun i mean that thing is absolutely dialed at 200 the turrets money out to 600 that i've confirmed and however it does not have a zero stop Oh, wow. So, as it turns out, putting it in and out of the case a few times during a hunt, apparently that thing got a little spinny on me there. It happens. So my wife missed three antelope, and my wife's never missed anything in her freaking life. She's a dead eye. And, but when the, when the gun is, looks like it's zero to 200, but it's actually 600. I was going to say well, 784. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not <laughs> ideal. So we uh, we sighted that back in on an anthill, and what do you know? The next shot she got resulted in a dead antelope. It's just so weird how that worked out. It, it worked out pretty clear. Yeah. You just had to make sure she was humble for a little bit, right? She's a good shot. She's exactly. a killer. You just had to let her send a few airmails just to make her well, feel and, a little bit better. And know? I've joked with her for years because she's she's tagged out on opening morning at first light three different times. Oh my god! Three different times. Two big deer and the biggest elk in our family. <laughs> All dead opening morning within gotta, minutes of you legal guys. shooting light, <laughs> and it's like my gosh, I, I don't. I mean, my hunts don't go like that, like ever. Yeah, ever, ever. Remember, you teach everything to everybody else, right? So just think of it as your success. You just taught them how to do it that way. Hey, well. I'll, I I'll think take that's how it. it works. I'll take whatever little <laughs> aspect of that I can glob onto, <laughs> just ride coattails. But you yeah. Know. Hey, coattails are better than no tails. That is absolutely true. I like that. See, I, I'm hanging on to that. We one. got a lot of <laughs> sayings coming in out of this one. This we're is gonna great. have some new trademarks after this weekend. Yeah, yeah. 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 Coattails are better than no tails. Sweat seasons the meat. I mean, yeah, we got all kinds. Of <laughs> I love the sweat season the meat. And, and the great thing is, taken out of context, those are both horrible. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Both of them are absolutely <laughs> horrible. But it's great. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah. No, Henry, it's been good, man. We appreciate you coming by and stopping by. Oh, man, by. thanks for having me on. Yeah, you guys As are always. great. Yeah, I'm glad you were our first guest on the podcast here. I was, I was, I was excited oh, to yeah. see you. 
So I'm really excited that you were able to jump on and take the time awesome. with us today. And then for everybody paying attention and listening, if you're here in the Colorado area, the uh, Colorado Bowhunters Association Banquet's coming up here in March. It's a huge event that we throw on every year. Going to be 500 plus people. We've got a lot of raffles, giveaways, some really good participation. We're giving away an entire bison. Wow. Uh, yeah, we are raffling off a bison that is live butchered there, actually, which is going to be kind of cool. And you know what? If you haven't seen the live butchering seminar that Lucas from, uh, meat from the Meat Cleaver puts yep. on, be there. It's phenomenal. You learn more about meat care and meat prep there than, than you ever could anywhere oh, yeah. else. It's That's so awesome. cool. And if anybody's here in the Denver local area, come check us out. We're going to be here at the Hunt, Lift, Eat booth all weekend long. Henry's going to be hanging out at the CBA booth just across the way from us. Stop by. Let's talk some hunting. Let's talk a little bit of lifting, maybe some eating, and maybe sweat seasoning the meat. That's right. Sweat seasoning the meat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. We appreciate it. And as always, listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you. It's so awesome.